Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five episodes of Roar, the anthology series on Apple TV Plus, Apple TV Plus exclusive. It's an insightful and poignant, sometimes hilarious portrait of what it means to be a woman today. Featuring a unique blend of magical realism, familiar domestic and professional scenarios, and futuristic worlds created by Liz Flav, Flavi, Flav, Flavi, and Carly Mensch. Forgive my pronunciation of those names. Uh, but it's a fun anthology series, similar to like a Twilight Zone in a way. Very short episodes, uh, you know, Black Mirror-ish. Some of them kind of on the nose, but I appreciate it. I enjoyed watching it. It was a breezy, easy view watching this series. There are in total, I think, eight episodes, nine episodes... Uh, where is this? Episodes, episodes, eight episodes total. So I'm doing my top five. These are the, the five episodes that I enjoyed the most ranked. Let's get into it. So starting off with my fifth favorite Roar episode, R-O-A-R, Roar, Roar episode is episode eight, The Girl Who Loved Horses. This is the final episode in the series. This is the only one out of the the series that is more of a period piece. This is in the Old West uh, where a girl's dad gets gunned down and she goes to seek revenge uh, and to get her dad's horse back and to get revenge on the guy who killed her dad. Uh, and like many of these sh these episodes... They have a kind of a message to them, right? There's kind of, uh, it's talking about something that is specific to women and womenhood. Uh, things that happen, experiences that they have. And in this one, I would have to say that this is an episode that really expresses the strength women have at using words uh, especially words, to attack men in a way that men just don't aren't equipped to do necessarily to psychologically defeat their enemy in a way, whereas men tend to use physical damage, brute force type of a, a strategy. Uh, so this one plays on very much the insecurities of men the failures of men and it also shows kind of uh you know the friendship between women as well so for all of those things i enjoyed this episode um and a good one it's written by sue young kim uh and uh, or directed by sue young kim uh written by uh carly mensch Liz Fave, Ciela Ahern, I guess it's based on a book by her, um, and starring Fievel Stewart, Kara Hayward, and Alfred Molina. It's good. Again, very short episodes. This is only 30-minute long episode. 
Uh, but a good episode as this girl goes to seek revenge and uh, does it in her own way. And not even, like, initially what the her plan was. Like, her plan changed, and it, it changed in a way that relied more on the strengths uh, that women have in manipulating men, uh, which I appreciated that. So, number five is episode eight, The Girl Who Loved Horses. Moving on to my fourth favorite episode of the anthology series, Roar. This is episode seven of the series, The Woman Who Returned Her Husband. And this is a... a uh, a video this is a, a sh episode where it's a world where you can literally return your husband to a store similar to like a walmart or a costco uh and uh you know it's kind of a fun take on you know kind of realizing what you have until it's gone not realizing what you have until it's gone it's a bit of understanding how replacing something in your life is maybe not the answer when the answer might just be uh, a need for change a need for both of you to have a conversation and grow uh, and change and understand what each other's needs are um, and it's an interesting story. You have this older woman who's returning your husband, who's an older man, and her neighbor across the street ends up purchasing him and changing him, getting a new wardrobe, and she's looking out her window, seeing how he's, like, helping her out, doing all the things that she had wished her husband would do for her. And eventually, one day, after she has gone through multiple men of her home multiple new kind of replacement husbands younger versions other versions realizing that that's not fixing the issues that she had and sees her former husband back at the store who's been returned again and realizing that they both were meant for each other but had become stagnant and had not appreciated who each other was and what each other did and uh, understanding that, you know, listening and growing and trying to actively change who you are and make efforts to who you are is a two-way street. And I enjoy it. It's a sweet, a sweet little story. Again, 30 minute long. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So that is number four is episode seven. The Woman Who Returned Her Husband. Let's take a little break from the show to promote I have Inspired Disorder Plus. Would you feel good about donating $5 a month to an artist that you want to support? $5 a month is not much. Less than a price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. A lot of people would probably say, yeah, Inspired Disorder Plus, people can go. And for $5 a month or $50 for the year, you get access to all of the old podcasts that I've ever done, like 10 different podcasts hundreds of podcast episodes you also get access to like special deals so if you do want to collect my artwork you get discounts on stuff watch this show 
binge the full week ad-free for $5 a month. Like, you get benefits for the $5 a month or $50 a year. So it's not like you're just donating $5. There's something, you get something for that. Would you feel good about donating $5 a month to an artist that you want to support? A lot of people would probably say, yeah. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite episode of Roar on Apple TV Plus is the very first episode, The Woman Who Disappeared. This was uh, my first experience with the show. I had no idea what it was. I think I knew it was an anthology series. And I enjoy an anthology series, Black Mirror, Room 104, or 105, whatever it is, Twilight Zone. There's a lot of great anthology series series out there. And uh, these were short episodes, and I, I was interested. Uh, this one is directed by Channing Godfrey Peoples, written by Janine Neighbors. And uh, stars Issa Rae, who I enjoy. I uh, haven't actually gotten into her show. What is it? An HBO show? But I've heard good things. And I enjoy when I do see her and stuff. And she plays a writer who wrote a book and uh, had her book optioned to be turned into, I believe, a movie. But when she goes to have a meeting, the, in the meeting they decide, they inform her that they plan on adapting her story, adapting her book into a VR game. And during this meeting, when she starts voicing her concerns, is the moment she disappears and becomes invisible. And in many ways, illustrates perfectly, I'm sure, the hurdles as it is being a woman especially a woman of color in any industry, being overlooked, being ignored. I mean, this is kind of on the nose, but I did appreciate how they, they illustrated it, where she is basically just nobody can see her, and she has to go above and beyond to get people to pay attention, especially when she has her concerns over the issues that are happening with the adaptation that she's not happy with the racism involved the the kind of uh, not overt racism but kind of subtle racism trying to overcompensate to avoid being racist in turn ends up being more racist uh, but yeah, an interesting story uh, and uh, a good introduction to the series as a whole. And for a while, it was it was at my number one, but I had to re reshuffle some stuff as I went on, but uh, and and thought over it. But a good episode, nonetheless. And interesting that these are so short; they're only half hour long episodes, and they go so fast. And uh, it's you know a lot of them are kind of on the nose. There's some that are very weird. Some are way too on the nose, like way too just kind of taken literal. Like a lot of this stuff is is like just kind of a literal representation of a lot of things. Um, but either way, I kind of uh, enjoy the series as a whole. So coming in at number three is episode one, The Woman Who Disappeared. 
Moving on to my second favorite episode of Roar. This is the third episode entitled The Woman Who Was Kept on a Shelf. And it's literally like all of these episodes, like the woman who disappeared literally disappears. And this woman is a woman who literally put on a shelf. Her husband builds a giant shelf on the wall for her to sit, like a giant mantle for her to sit on in his office so he can look up at her while he works and just uh, just just enjoy her beauty really making literal the objectification of women the women who are treated as objects of beauty and in this episode literally displayed as objects of beauty and how the shelf life pardon the pun is limited when it comes to being an object of beauty because after a while beautiful things turn to become tend to become mundane average every day as we see in this and there's a great scene in this where she finally gets off the shelf which she's very scared of there's a great scene where she's getting off and everything seems like just impossibly far away that turns into almost a musical type of a scene dance numbers when she goes out into the world experiencing the world finally where she's finally off of the shelf she's finally come down from the shelf and experiencing life as a human and then stumbles into who was she was like a model too of course she, you know gets married to a very attractive man daniel day kim Betty Gilpin is the the lead. This one's also directed by So Young Kim. And the end of it is very interesting. Obviously, spoilers for these, if I didn't mention. But, like, even after she comes down, it shows how women are objectified, not only in their personal lives, their marriages and whatnot, relationships, but also objectified in life in general and how once she's even left that life of being this man's object on a shelf she gets into business and starts to monetize herself as being an object basically where she gets a makeup business and that's very popular but she is then on the shelf in this like store being the figurehead for the store being the object selling the product so it's it's sad it's kind of a sad story and i kind of like that has a little bit more depth i think than most of them do not i mean not that they don't have depth but complexity i guess Whereas she doesn't necessarily get away from herself being on a shelf. She ends up just being on a different shelf, but it being something that she can at least, she gets something out of. She is, instead of being an object for one man, she is an object for a company that she runs. So there's some, there's some gratification in that being successful 
being the the image of your company selling products based on your image i would imagine the kardashians could find some r relatability with the story in some ways as they roll around in their money <laughs> selling products uh but being just you know objects themselves on on shelves not really having any any real depth to them nobody really wanting to know their story in any real way uh but look like to look at their airbrush impressions in magazines and tv and whatnot but uh yeah an interesting story uh, an interesting kind of like way to express the objectification of women so i enjoyed it that's why it's my number two and i enjoyed like the musical moments where it's like she's free like she gets off the shelf she's free but then she ends up just going back onto another shelf. At least she's in control of the shelf. You know, she has more autonomy to her life. But still, she's still an object. Uh, and so it's kind of a sad ending in some ways. She's definitely moved past where she was, but it's still, it's still a, a, a one-dimensional type of a, a life in, in many ways. So anyway... Coming in at number two is episode three, The Woman Who Was Kept on a Shelf. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right, I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at inspireddisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8 by 10 prints on high-quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to InspiredDisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. And my number one, my favorite episode of Roar, complexity, depth, all of that makes you think kind of i mean again literally on the nose but coming in at number one is episode two the woman who ate photographs and let me tell you yes she literally eats photographs but the idea of this episode this one is starring nicole kidman judy davis simon baker directed by kim uh gerig gerig great story tackling kind of the idea two generations of women it's nicole kidman playing uh, a character whose mom is suffering from dementia she's losing her memory and she's in the process of moving her mom in to live with her so she help take care of her in her later years as her mind is starting to go as she's starting to forget things and in packing up 
she sees photo albums of memories of times when she was a kid. And there's a scene where she decides to eat one of these photographs for whatever reason. And when she eats the photograph, she's literally transported back to that memory. She's transported back in time to the moment that picture was taking place. And she almost becomes addicted to consuming these memories, which is also what's happening to her mother, whose brain is her memories are being consumed by time. Right. She's forgetting she's consuming and these memories will no longer exist. These photographs no longer exist as Nicole Kidman's character literally consumes them. And you see the parallels between those two. You see the parallels in, you know, cherishing those moments, but also understanding how fragile memories can be, how fleeting memories can be, how when it's all said and done, everything is forgotten. So kind of enjoy those memories while you still have them. So I, I enjoy all the, the messaging. I enjoy the fact that it's two generations kind of coming at the same idea of memory loss from a different perspective. One from a, you know, just something that happens as people get older, but also as in the surreal nature of it, where she's literally consuming those pictures to be transported back to those happier times when she was younger, right? It's really like a, a segment where, and it's one of the longer ones, it's 37 minutes long, but it's really a segment where it really goes into, makes you appreciate the memories you have and, and like hold them close as long as you can because everything eventually will turn to dust. And uh, I, I, I really did enjoy that, you know? It's uh, an interesting, not only the, with memories, but also the, the mother-daughter relationship dynamic of the episode as well is pretty great. Uh, and, you know, all of them have great performances. All of them are good. I would say a lot of the episodes are very on the nose, where things are taken very literally, very simple messaging. And I would say this episode had the most complexity to it, had the most kind of like there was a lot of kind of things to think about while watching this episode, which I appreciated. Uh, and that's why it is here at number one for me, um, because it did it, it. It felt like it had a lot more to it. a lot more substance was present in this episode than most of the other episodes. And that's why it was number one, episode two. The woman who ate photographs. Now, of course, there's a couple episodes, a few episodes that I did not get to. There is one that, you know, almost almost made my list just because of how crazy it is. It's called The Woman Who Is Fed By a Duck. Okay, literally in the episode, she is fed by a duck. She's somebody, she's living in Denver, She's going to trying to go to medical school, trying to pass the M stats. She goes to a park. If you ever lived in Denver, a lot of ducks in parks. But she ends up having a literal conversation with a duck. Duck like hits on her. She ends up literally having a relationship with a duck. But the episode is about being in abusive relationships. And of course, male ducks, very aggressive. 
right? Ducks, male ducks, very aggressive. And so the duck is literally the abusive partner that she has where she's avoiding seeing her friends and seeing her family, not returning phone calls because she doesn't want people to see that she's in this kind of abusive relationship. But the episode really takes the pinnacle of kind of craziness two times. Like there is one step of insanity in this episode where she takes a bath, romantic bath with the duck. Okay, she's making a bath for the duck because it's a duck. Ducks like sitting in water, whatever. Duck asks her to join her. She joins in the in the bath. Crazy. There is another scene that one-ups that scene where the duck is literally going down on her, performing oral sex on her, potentially more than that. Yes, this episode has bestiality in it. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy episode. And just because of that insanity, I almost put it on the list. But I don't know. I didn't feel right about putting an episode that had bestiality in it, you know. Uh, so anyway, The Woman Who Fed a Duck, crazy episode. I would definitely recommend checking it out. Honorable mention, right? It, it's, it's got some balls. For a show that's all about women, it's got some balls. There's also The Woman Who Solved Her Own Murder, kind of like it's like a, a she's like a ghost who's literally trying to help solve her own murder and it happens pretty effortlessly it's got some moments it's okay it's played by she's played by Allison Brie and the woman who was fed by a duck is Merritt Weaver who I enjoy her as well uh Allison Brie is great you know it's a good episode I enjoyed all the episodes but they just didn't they just, like, were a little bit too off. Either too off or too on the nose. Uh, but, yeah, the woman who solved her own murder was pretty good as well. Um, and kind of not surprising when you find out who actually murdered her. I don't know. As far as, like, that kind of... It wasn't as... As far as, like, a murder mystery, not a great... Not as well written, you know? Uh, and the last one, the woman who found bite marks on her skin. Uh, and that's about having kids and how they eat you alive. Uh, you know, it's I definitely probably uh, an episode that would relate a lot more to women who have children. I am neither. So I just I don't know. It just felt I didn't connect with it. So it didn't make my list. Uh, but all in all, I enjoyed the series. It's a fun series. I don't know if they're doing any more. I doubt they would because they were a little bit on the nose, a little bit easy. You know, it doesn't really have the depth of a Twilight Zone or a Black Mirror, but definitely trying to get at what those types of shows are doing, having a bigger point, being more poignant. Uh, but they are very simple kind of things. But the five I chose, I felt like kind of hit that 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 ideal in a good way. Uh, so one more time. This is my top five roar episodes. Starting off with number five is episode eight. The girl who loved horses. Number four is episode seven. The woman who returned her husband. Number three is episode one, The Woman Who Disappeared. 
Number two is episode three, the woman who kept who the woman who was kept on a shelf. And number one, my favorite episode of Roar is episode two, the woman who ate photographs. Let me know how you would rank the episodes of Roar. How did you like the show? As a whole, would you like to see more episodes? I'd be interested to know. And obviously, I would love to know how you would rank them. What were your favorite episodes? Uh, it is an Apple TV exclusive, so I can't imagine that everybody has seen them. But if you have, I would love to hear it in the comments. Hit me up on social media. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.